The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. The short seller Andrew Lapp, well known to our audience, who lives in fear of federal investigators showing up at his door and who, as Bloomberg's Tom Schoenberg writes, terrorized more than 100 companies and riled an army of meme stock traders, now lives a life where he feels ha- uh, hunted. Andrew Lapp, founder of Citroen Research, joining us on Zoom in New York City. Andrew, um, we've been teeing you up. Uh, delighted to have you with us. And as we said, this is our most read story on the Bloomberg. Go back two years when your world changed dramatically. Take us back there when those FBI agents showed up. Well, I wasn't home at the time. Uh, but, uh, as written about agents, I guess they, uh, showed up and they took your computers. So I was, I wasn't there, but, but someone was at my house. They, yes. But your life changed. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. You know, whenever there's a DOJ investigation, uh, any form of investigation, uh, you have to take it serious. So despite me not understanding what it was about, I, everything, of course it changes. Biggest fear here is that prosecutors will try and prove collusion. Is that right? Is that the, the, the one thing that's kind of the worst sin a short seller could commit? I mean, I don't understand what, what collusion would be. Uh, you know, if we're long a stock and I say to you, hey, I like a- Apple. Do you like Apple? You like Apple. I'm buying Apple. Are you buying Apple? I'm buying Apple. Have we colluded? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but uh, I guess that's the kind of market manipulation that they're trying to weed out. Have you seen any of that, even if you're not guilty of it, have you seen any of that in the industry that that you essentially have have pioneered here? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when you say collusion, it's, it's a very, again, just like like the example I brought up is, uh, you know, if two people say, I like this stock. Uh, I mean, so when you say collusion, I'll give you an example. Uh, I famously uh, did Valiant, the Valiant story. And many people wrote about Valiant. Many short sellers wrote about it also. And during that process, I'm sure many people exchanged notes saying, oh, did you see this? Oh, my God. But what about this? Did you see this? Uh, when you do homework and you exchange notes to someone, is that collusion? The opposite side of that is, could you imagine if you didn't speak to anyone on anything? They would say, well, you didn't speak to anyone. You never checked this work with anyone. You did it all by yourself. You didn't want to see if they were possibly you were wrong. So, you know, I, I don't I guess that's just verbiage. Well- well, and I guess as as Tom notes in his story that what the government is looking for is whether firms are acting in concert, right? So potentially amplifying a report, yours or others, impact on a stock. Did you, in any of your cases, act in concert with others? You say act in concert. Again, I ask the question, which is if I'm if if I'm writing if two people buy Apple and I say to you, I, I want to make sure my work is right. Next year, I have them selling X amount of phones. What about you? And, and you're checking your work with someone who might also belong the stock, uh, you know, to see if your model's in line maybe with their model. Right. Okay. Is that working in collusion with somebody? So well, have I ever discussed an idea with another person? I think most people have. You know, if you... Uh, I get it. Because, we're, we're not going to uh, figure this out here. I, 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 you know, I, I don't understand. I, I get your point. Um, I get your point. The, one of the other problems, Andrew, that people have is... Um, 
you know, you you started off in a bucket shop, right? With people pumping stocks and then dumping them after mom and pop got into it. And the concern, I mean, I'm not saying that you were necessarily the, the, the inventor of this idea, but that's kind of famously how you got your start in markets. And people have a problem with um, pumping up a stock and then getting out of it right away. And short sellers, uh, some of the mechanics are similar in terms of the timing, right? You place your bet, then you make your case, and a lot of times they'll sell out quickly. Is that, you think, another one of the concerns that maybe the DOJ has? I mean, sure. I, I don't I don't know their concerns. If, if the information's correct, you know, I can't tell you how many stocks I've covered too soon have gone much lower uh and same at the same time let's say a stock like gamestop imagine if i wrote said hey gamestop's too short and i was not able to cover it what it just goes to 350 and i'm mm-hmm. not able to cover it right you know so trading if making money in the market was as easy as knowing the information uh it would be a different world trading the information uh trading the market understanding the dynamics beneath markets mean a lot more i mean a, few, a couple of years ago i was short gsx uh, which was a Chinese, was the number one percentage gainer on the New York Stock Exchange, which uh, Bill Wong from uh, Archegos manipulated up with Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, as you know, and he's been charged. And that stock just kept going up. It was a complete fraud. It kept going up every day. What am I not allowed to cover the stock? What? So, tr- I, I should I should jump yeah. in just and say that I don't know the details of that. So. You know, okay. I don't know if we can. I I, I don't want to make any allegations of fraud against Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley or even Bill Wang. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. But I'm saying they were the number one and two shareholders of GSX, which was a Chinese education company, which in 2020 was the number one gainer on the New York Stock Exchange, which is, you know, from Archegos, Bill Wong manipulated the stock higher. That's all out of the open. OK, I'm sorry, but let's go on. Well, so what can you tell us about what investigators have wanted to know from you specifically? I, I really can't discuss the details. I don't know. I've not spoken to them. I can't. So I don't know any details what they're looking at. I only know the way I've operated myself for 20 years. Uh, I think over 20 years, 22 years I've been doing this, uh, a high standard. Uh, I've fought this before, let's say in China, a couple years ago, like six years ago with Evergrande. Where I put my opinion out. I wrote it. I went to court in China. I lost. And then literally within months after losing, Evergrande defaults on their bonds. Everything I said was going to be true happened. Uh, so, you know, I take, I think I understand the SEC and the DOJ have difficult jobs and they're trying to keep a regulated market. I think the market's done a good job regulating itself. I also think it's very tough to regulate people's opinions. I mean, look, Twitter, I mean, look, thread now is a hundred million users in like four or five days. What do you can't talk about a stock on there? If you have a position, I mean, so, think about that. Think how Twitter is all people talking stock positions. So what changed during meme stocks you write in in the story that tom wrote on you you said during the run-up during the pandemic and meme stocks you realized something changed when it came to short sellers and you specifically well what changed well first of all what changed is the gamification of the market so people realize the fact that okay who cares if the stock's garbage and who cares if there's a high short interest in the stock the stock can squeeze higher and if the higher it goes the higher it can go so once people understood the gamification of the market, it changed the way you were able to allocate size on short selling. Okay, so you couldn't, you know, you couldn't be all in on a short, regardless of how good information you had. You understand? If you knew a complete fraud, you still couldn't say, "Okay, I'm putting all my chips on this one," because people say it doesn't make a difference now. I mean, or a bad business. It does, isn't it also the wrong direction to go? Because 
you know, GameStop and AMC are not necessarily flourishing businesses that are generating a ton of cash flow. In fact, exactly. there's no reason for GameStop to have brick and mortar stores. I don't get it. I go in sometimes and they're empty. Um, is it when you and Carson Block and Nate Anderson, when you guys kind of pull back a little bit, doesn't that allow a little bit too much irrational exuberance to flourish in the markets? Uh, I'm, yeah, you know, similarly, you can say that, but then the flip side is as short sellers bring attention to it and there's a short interest, you get a stock that's wound up that could take off at any time, like a GameStop. So, you know, the markets become gamified and that has nothing to do with GameStop, just gamified, meaning people get the fact that, okay, we can, you know, the markets can move around, the algorithms. To this day, we still don't really know what drove GameStop to those levels. Was it, uh, you know, was it algorithms or was it retail investors who were buying it at 300? I don't know. Hey, uh, so. hey, listen. Um, There's a movie coming out about it, by the way. We we only have about a minute and a half left here. You know, one of the things in this story by Tom, uh, Andrew, you at one point asked him for a hug. How come? <laughs> Tom said that. I was having a rough day personally that day. Nothing to do with the market. I had a rough family day. I just looked at my phone. I was like, oh, God, not this. And I looked at Tom and I just, I'm an emotional guy. I said, give me a hug. <laughs> well, and you brought that to the yeah, that's can you can you just we've just got about a minute left here um what this has been like on your life and your family well it's been it's been difficult for me obviously uh it's difficult because I, I take what i do serious and i treat it with respect and high regard for the law so i don't even know what i'm being accused of so th that's been very difficult for me and obviously being a patriarch of a family everything's going to take effect on you know your wife your kids and your life around you so uh yeah it's it's been a difficult challenging two and a half years, and hopefully we can get through this uh, sooner than later. Well, and we know you also lost your wife over the last couple of years, so we're, we're sorry oh, to hear about yeah. that. Ex-wife. Ex-wife, Ex that's okay. Okay. I don't like anyone, okay? No, exactly, listen, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. Um, Andrew Left, of course, uh, joining us here on Bloomberg. He's the founder of Citroen Research. This story, by the way, by our Tom Schoenberg, is the most read on the Bloomberg. The countdown has begun from May 14th to 16th a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.